Thanks, Kim. Uh, well, with me now is Bill Hughes with his list of essential songs clutched under his oxter. Uh, we are, of course, on this Thursday, coming up now to uh, the celebration, the centenary of the Easter Rising. I'm not sure. You told me you had something to do with this. I don't know what the music, essential no. songs, has to do with the Easter Rising. Today. Is this what they were singing in the GPO or something? Uh, they may have been. Yeah. They may have been because some, they were young. Yeah. Uh, so they may have known songs that were out and popular at the time. Or a long way to that were not, No. They, that Because that would have been associated with the war. All right. So I decided I would look at songs that had nothing to do with the war, nothing to do with the rising, okay. nothing to, but happened to be either written, published, or recorded in 1916. All right. So okay. while all our lads were ga- gathered, and this is not in any way disrespectful, because I think it's an amazing achievement, you know, yes, to, to what sure. they're doing. So, but this is the music that happened this in 1916. Been, this yeah. would have been on okay. your on your Marconi, if you had your so, Marconi. So you're kicking off with the great Caruso. No, I'm not. He was, funnily enough, his recording of O Sola Mio was the biggest selling record that year. In well, 1916. Why are you so surprised? Don't say this, and you kind of dismiss it. I didn't dismiss I say, it. You did so as if I don't know what I'm talking about. I know. I know he was a big hit yeah. in on the New Musical Express in 1916. George, I'm not going to go out and get a musket and fight with you. <laughs> I just wanted to say that it's not one of the songs I've chosen for right. today. Oh, solo mio! Subsequently, because it became big hit for Elvis Presley. Yes, and you played it on the essential songs a few weeks ago. Yes, yeah. we did. We did. So there you. So here we are. So while all the kerfuffle and performance is happening down in the GPO, just a few hundred miles away across in London in the West End at the Alhambra Theatre, there is a new musical opening called The Bing Boys Are Here. And the hit song from that musical from 1916 was If You Were the Only Girl in the World. Oh, no, really? Yes. And the recording I've picked of it is Barbara Streisand's because she transposed it and made it If You Were the Only Boy in the World. But she does sing If You Were the Only Girl. But it's a fabulous recording. And this song is such a classic because it was picked up, like, it was written by Nat D. Ayer and lyrics by Clifford Gray. Uh, And it was, you know, covered by Doris Day, who included it in By the Light of the Silvery Moon with Gordon McRae. But Nathaniel Davis Ayer, who was the main composer of this song, was one of the key people to write for Ziegfeld Follies on Broadway. And his best-known Broadway song was Oh, You Beautiful Doll, which is a classic as well. But he wrote If You Were the Only Girl in the World and Streisand got her hands on it and made a magnificent yeah. job of it. All right, well, I'm not now. I, I, Streisand doesn't do anything for me. Well, you don't like women singers, period, because your father didn't like them. That's right. Yes, there you go. Yes, I have heard it. Uh, no, but, but, uh, no, no. <laughs> but interesting, you said it's also been covered by Doris Day, and then you stopped. Yeah. I mean, this has been covered, I would imagine, by all kinds of fabulous. It has songs. indeed. It has indeed. But the Barbara Streisand recording right. just gives me goosebumps. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's kind of musically topo. It's just beautiful. All right, well, if it's beautiful, why don't we listen to it? Good. Barbara Streisand, if you were the only boy in the world. 
Miss Streisand with the Fiber, the only girl in the world. Uh, now, you know you're a musical expert and I'm only your man on the thing. <laughs> but isn't that slightly slower than it yeah. might have been sung in the stage show of 1916? Big ah, yeah. Boys back in yeah, but it's a, Peter, it's a Peter Matz uh, arrangement. It's from her album My Name is Barbara, which was one of the the huge biggest sellers. It's like a 50-year-old recording and it's just pristine. That was recorded in 65. So it's just magnificent that, right, that okay. to, be, to be that rich and beautiful. Yeah. I thought. No, but I mean, if you're telling me has she a great voice, I'm not, I, I don't dispute that. Good, good. Just don't like the way she sang the song. Oh, well, there you go. I I think as conceived in 1916, there was a kind of a an upbeat kind of song. Everything would have been upbeat, and everything yeah. would have been to the same marching beat. Yeah. So that's not why I'm here. I'm here to bring you a bit of diversity, <laughs> culture, an insight oh, into the world of music gosh. outside of your comfort zones. That's why I'm here. Now, uh, uh, my guest, of course, is Bill Hughes. It's essential songs. And what we normally do is pick a year. Bill, given the weekend that's in it, has picked songs written, published, or performed in 1916. So, in fact, whether inside or outside the GPO, some of these songs might have been on the lips of uh, soldiers, civilians, or rebels. Let's get to number two before number two. we totally okay. carry Okay, away. well, we'll go back to the the swing that you like. 
And this is a song that was written back in 1915 but wasn't published until 1916. And it's I Ain't Got Nobody, Nobody Cares For Me. Which was later, and that's the version we're going to have, is Louis Prima, who put it together for his Las Vegas review in 1954 with Just a Gigolo. Just a Gigolo and I Ain't Got Nobody. Louis Prima, now there's a performer. Bit of a genius. Oh yeah, and was brilliant in Jungle Book, wasn't he? really superb. Yeah. But the arrangement as done by Sam Butera to bring... I ain't got nobody, nobody cares for me with just a gigolo and to just mash them together because there's so much disagreement over the original provenance of the song. So many people, you see, I suppose that takes us back to pre-email, pre-computers, pre-copyright protection when it would have been difficult to really nail that you wrote something. So I think altogether at last count there were 11 composers laying claim to having written the song. But this guy, um, Davy Payton, and uh, the lyricist Roger Graham, they did a deal with a guy called Frank K. Root in 1916, a Chicago publisher. And Frank Root, he acquired the rights to the song. And then it was Louis Prima who had it sitting around for ages and wanted to do something with it. And uh, he had um, he had the idea in 1945, but never got around to it until he got his big Las Vegas stage show. And he wanted one, a big showstopper. And that's when he got Sam Butera on board and Sam Butera put this together. Now, many famous artists had hit records with this song. Uh, Marion Harris in 1916 had a hit with it. But in the 20s, Louis Armstrong, Bessie Smith, Fats Waller. In the 30s, Bing Crosby, Cab Calloway. Uh, Other notable recordings, um, Emmett Miller, Merle Haggard, Rosemary Clooney. Like, this song is a real classic song. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, Bill Hughes' essential songs you can find on Spotify. You see, we've opened a Spotify account for the essential songs. Go to the essential songs of the right hook on Spotify. You'll find them all. Week after week, we upload them. So you've got all Bill's picks, and it includes things like uh, the uh, Bugle Boy of Company C by the Andrews Sisters, all the way to Elvis. So it's a wide choice, and we're going to listen to now the magnificent Louis Prima. This guy is special. Have a listen to this. And just a gigolo and everywhere I go people know the part I'm playing paid for every dance selling its romance oh the scene there will come a day and youth will pass away What will they say about me When the end comes I know There's a just a gigolos Life goes on without me And just a gigolo Everywhere I go People know the part I'm playing Paid for every dance Selling each romance Oh, what they say And there will come a day And youth will pass away What will they say about me When the end comes I know There's just a jigglos Life goes on without me Cause I ain't got nobody Oh, and there's nobody Cause 
Well, the wonderful Louis Prima with I Ain't Got Nobody from 1916 because as we approach the eve of the weekend of the centenary of the rising, Bill Hughes has selected songs from that very period and uh, I Ain't Got Nobody there, performed by Louis Prima, 54. And don't forget Spotify. If you go to Spotify, the essential songs of the right hook, they're all there, and we'll add Bill's choices today just as soon as the programme ends. One more? Uh, one more. I'm hoping we can fit two more in. I've got a very short one coming oh, up. Oh, have you? I right. have a very short one. Uh, it, wasn't pub- it wasn't published until 1916, written by Tony Jackson, one of the great heroes of the ragtime era. And uh, it's a song called Pretty Baby. And the version I've chosen is the Dean Martin version, Pretty Baby. Uh, it's only a two-minute song, but, like, there were so many uh, recordings. Al Jolson, Judy Garland, Bing Crosby, Doris Day, Dean, Dean Martin, which is what we're going to hear, and Brenda Lee all had massive uh, hits with it. And then in 1978, the, f- the filmmaker Louis Mal made a movie called Pretty Baby with Brooke Shields that was incredibly controversial. Um, but Tony Jackson, the writer of this particular song, what a character. Uh, he was black, he was gay and outrageously gay. And as a result, he didn't, he wasn't respected. He didn't get the benefit of having written all these hit songs that he wrote and people robbed the songs. And he wasn't able to take uh, legal access. He wasn't able to protect himself. Um, He never got to record. And they say he had a voice that could swing from baritone to soprano, that he had an extraordinary range. Um, And so he he was 
later celebrated uh, for being an openly gay man when that was rare. And he was hugely talented. But Bing, um, Bing Crosby, having had a go at this song, uh, Doris Day having had a go at this song, I have to say my favourite recording of it is the one we're going to hear now, Dean Martin, Pretty Baby. All right. Well, uh, I downloaded recently uh, a bundle of Dean Martin songs, 134 in all. So I can go up and down to Cork four times and still not run out of Dean Martin music. So Pretty Lady is pretty high up there with me and with Bill Hughes as it's another essential song from 1916. Everybody loves a baby, that's why I'm in love with you Pretty baby, pretty baby And I'd like to be your sister, brother, dad, and mother too Pretty baby, pretty baby Won't you come and let me rock you in my cradle of love And we'll cuddle all the time Oh, I want to love and baby, and it might as well be you, pretty baby of mine. Everybody loves a baby, that's why I'm in love with you Pretty baby, pretty baby And I'd like to be your sister, brother, dad, and mother too Pretty baby, pretty baby Won't you come and let me rock you in my cradle of love And we'll cuddle all the time Oh, I want to love and baby, and it might as well be you. Pretty baby, oh, pretty baby, oh, pretty baby of mine. Ah, the wonderful Dean Martin and Pretty Baby. Choice number three of Bill Hughes' Essential Songs of 1916. We're going to close and uh, we've got a humdinger to close. We have a humdinger, I think. And uh, it was recorded by Emile Ford and the Checkmates. Do you remember Emile Ford and the Checkmates back Uh, in the 50s? Why? um, I'd love to have you on a slow boat to China. That's one of his hits and another one... uh, was uh, What do you want to make those eyes at me for? And that's the one from 1916. <laughs> that's the one we have. Really? Yes. Oh, well done, Hook. Yes, well yeah. done, Hook. He's got. He also had hits with Them Dare Eyes and I Wonder Who's Kissing Her Now. Yeah. But What Do You Want to Make Those Eyes at Me For? Written by Joe McCarthy, Howard Johnson and James Monaco in 1916. And it became a hit in the UK in 1959 with a doo version by Michael Barclay and then it became a number one hit for Emile Ford and the Checkmates over Christmas. It was the last number one of the 50s and the first number one of the 60s because it overlapped that 59, period. 59, 60. Sp- yeah. 59, 60. Okay. And it was massive. 
Oh, Emile Ford, remember him well. Yeah, so what do you want to make those eyes at me for? Oh, yeah, we do it all the time here, Bill Hughes and I, every Thursday around about this time. Uh, Bill, what do you want to make those eyes at me for? You fooling around with me now. Well, hell, you lead me on and then you run away. Well, that's all right. I'll get you lost tonight. And baby, you'll find you're messing with dynamite. So what do you want to make me like people? If they don't mean what they say. What do you want? There you have it, Emil Ford and the Checkmates in about 1959-60. But, of course, the song, uh, What Do You Want to Make Those Eyes Hit Me For, from 1916, which concludes Bill Hughes' choice of essential songs written, published, or recorded at the time of the rising. Well done, Bill. Thanks, An George. extraordinary testament to your research. <laughs> and next week we'll be back to more... We will. We're coming 70s, forward. Maybe? The 70s. 1974. Oh, 74 could be interesting. Next week, don't miss it. And by the way, don't forget Spotify either. We got them all there. The essential songs on the right hook. Coming up next, Joe Tannum will uh, kickstart another business. And we'll also explain what went on on Holy Thursday two millennia ago.